You are listening to another Always Moto production. So you picked up a new bike. Where do you start with the adjustments and setup? What parts should you get for it? What about your riding gear? Which gear do you actually need? Don't stress, the Always Moto Inspected podcast starts now. This is Dylan Woodcock riding for All South CMH Stunt Flying Privateer Team, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Welcome to an Always Moto Inspected podcast. I'm David Hogan, and today's inspection is on the Fuss Sport XP2 Off Road Boot. Now, this boot is new to market, it's fantastically new designed, it is a brand new offering, uh, it is an Australian design, an Australian owned company uh, that has brought this product out for us uh, and they have designed the boot from ground up basically. Uh, so making it a brand new product uh, to step into the market for the off-road motocross and enduro scene for guys needing new boots. Now, the XP2, has been uh, designed as a mid-range boot, um, so mid, mid-priced, mid, you know, middle of the line in terms of all of those features that you would expect from 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 boots. Now, before we start and delve too deep into this podcast and, and inspection of this boot, thought it'd be a good idea to just reference where where myself is coming from in terms of what boots I've previously used and then what I'm sort of using as a comparison in this instance um, that I'm sort of referencing back to. Now, my most recent times with boots uh, is generally been in Tech 7s. Um, so most of you will know what a Tech 7 is. If you don't, you can Google that. Um, we're here for the full sport, so we're not dropping too many other brand names here. But the, the Tech 7 is also sort of a, a mid, mid-range. It's probably the higher end of the mid-range boots. I've never really run into any of the higher um higher range boots that have you know like the inner booties or or just the higher features Uh, a couple of reasons for that one i've never really um enjoyed the feel that i got out of those uh inner booties Um, i also didn't enjoy the price tag that came along with some of those boots Um, and for me when i was using them um you know using going through boots as quickly as i tend to i have a bit of a an issue where I dig and chew out the uh, the soles of the boots really quickly. So uh, it hasn't been too hard for me to sort of eat a pair of boots in a weekend at some of these events that I've gone to where you, you know, you're riding for two full days. Um, I've been able to destroy a pair of boots. So I wasn't prepared to pay, you know, seven, eight hundred dollars uh, for some of these boots over the years that were top of the line. I would always just go for that mid-range where I knew I was getting decent protection. I knew I was getting a quality material uh, in terms of the, the exterior liners. And, and then I'd also look into, I'd try to go for those options that maybe had a replaceable sole if that was a, an option in the different brand that I liked at that time. Now, that sort of replaceable sole thing hasn't been too much of a 
an available option um, in recent years. There is a process for some of these boots that you can take, send the whole boot away and get it resold. Um, and that's been something that's become available both in Australia recently, but also if you sent them away previously, you would get it done internationally. Um, but it's never been something I've been too keen on doing. Um, I always just figured if you got to the point where the boot sole was damaged, it's time for a new pair of boots, unless it was one of those ones where, like I said, where I'd literally worn it for a weekend and and just chewed out the sole. Um, you know, we sharpen pegs up sometimes, or or just a you know a different type of event where you you know a bit of mud and you're just digging into those pegs trying to get some, as much grip as you can. I, I just seem to be heavy footed in that aspect, particularly on the gear shift side. So boot soles were obviously a focus for me and making sure that they would be ones that would last so like i said getting back to this this uh this reference point as such it's been tech seven boots that we've that i'll be sort of roughly my comments would be referencing back to so anybody who's run those sort of boots or knows those boots levels of quality anything that i'm saying is basically saying if i'm saying this is pretty good i'm pretty happy with it in the sense that in comparison to a tech seven so this Fussport xp2 off-road boot um has a few key features that they they've popped up as marketing points on their website if you go to it to check out that their, their uh, information and you know look at the color range and stuff uh, that that website is actually fussportboots.com um so it's f u s p o r t b o o t s.com um but on that on that site some of those key marketing points it's got a low profile toe box now most off-road boots these days will have this sort of feature because anything that is too thick in that front toe box area will prevent you from clean shifting on on a bike or at least adjust having to adjust the shift point which then makes it potentially in a range where you're not reaching the shift um, in a correct manner and it's making it a, lo a long shift pull um, to get that through so the low toe box profile allows you to leave it generally the the gear shift in the stock position that, the, that it'll come with on the bike um, and you can just fit your boot under it quite snugly it'll have a little curve in that sort of area as well it will sort of give you that uh, cupping sensation of the shifter um, so that's it's not necessarily a, a unique feature let's say but it's a feature that is necessary and and definitely has that aspect when you look at the boot and you pop it on it's a low profile it's a slim fit boot one of the other, a couple of the other features here is a hidden lower boot buckle. So that would is basically that uh, first buckle up the leg. So the one that's basically on the foot slash, you know, just near the ankle points, they're actually hidden inside the boot, as in the clip is still on the external, but those pieces that would go around and join onto the edge where the strap might hang out in times and be something that would snag on a, on a stick, on a rock, on a tire, whatever it is that you're going past, it's actually within the molding of the boot. So that uh, lower buckle is quite well hidden away um, to try and prevent those points where you would catch it and then rip it, rip it off the boot or rip your foot off the bike um, and you know potential injury aspect there for it. So that's quite nice. It's also got a hard wearing molded sole. Now, like I was just sort of talking about a couple of minutes ago, I can chew through boots pretty easy in the sole aspect. And this has actually listed this feature as one of its, you know, top four aspects that it's got here. Now, there's only one more feature. We'll get to that in a second. But for it to specifically note that, it's kind of cool because um, obviously they're trying to focus on that. And in testing it, it's definitely worn pretty well. 
um, and we'll get to that in a little bit of time. But it's a molded sole, meaning that there is no metal boot cap holding this boot on. So again, it's sort of in a similar vein to um, Tech 7s, uh, TCX boots, um, Fox boots. They all have that molded sole nowadays. It's only really the the Gaerns that have the the cap, the you know the the boot metal boot cap on them um, any anymore. Um, they've all sort of moved over to this molded sole. So it's also got that aspect too. Now its other main feature that it lists, it's an FEAS system. And now that stands for Fussport External Articulation System, which is just a fancy, <laughs> fancy way of saying it's got a um, external uh, skeleton, let's say, that is there to protect the ankle and boot and foot movement uh, whilst you're in the boot. Uh, and, and look, it's not dissimilar to a lot of these other systems that they have. Uh, think, think something like the uh, crossfires in CDs. Um, they have a similar sort of pivoting motion. Even the, the um, Gerns have those as well. Um, so yeah, similar sort of thing. It's just a, a pivot point. And basically it's, allowing, it's preventing movement um, too far and it's trying to hold you in a neutral position. It's a protection mechanism as part of this boots, um, you know, key points and features. So those are the four things, the, the external articulation system, the low profile toe box, the hidden lower boot buckle, uh, and the hard wearing molded sole. Now, fitment. Fitment is key in boots these days. So normal for me, I'm a US 10. Now, this boat boot, when it was when it was discussed with me about use, doing this inspection and, and about then obviously getting the sizes sent to me so I could put them on, it was told that it was an athletic fit, meaning that it's slim, there's not a lot of room uh, in terms of it's not a big wide boot. Um, and so if my foot was wide, that I would need probably to go up one size. Now, I have generally a, a narrow foot. Oh, there's not too much extra to meet on my bones, as they say. Um, and so I went straight for the US 10, thinking that it would be, you know, it would fit pretty snugly. Um, but I like things that fit snug. I don't like things that move and shift around for a couple of reasons. One, I always end up fidgeting with them. Um, two, they don't, I, I find that you end up with blisters and all those sorts of you know, terrible aspects of rubbing and chafing and that sort of stuff. So I like things not to move. Um, but if things are moving too, and you do have a crash, I find that they're not in the right place when you do come off and they tend to then hurt you in other ways rather than in how they were intended. So I like things to be fitted. So the US 10 for me, I, I grabbed, I got that size sent up. I was expecting it to be fitted. I popped that thing on and yeah, it fits straight away perfectly. It was more fitted than my Tech 7 US 10 in the sense that it was snug on my foot. So yes, if I did have a bit of a wider foot, um, I would definitely be needing to go up a size. So consider that in your purchase if you're doing it online. If you're obviously able to f um, try these on in shop, you'll be able to tell that straight away. But just make 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 a conscious note that these are a, a slim athletic fit footwear um, and you may need to look at a one size up for that in, in to get the right fit for you. So the next part of that too, I normally run uh, two pairs of socks. I usually run like a normal standard um, sports ankle level height um, sock and then my, my knee brace socks. Um, just I'd usually do that as a way of filling out the boot to make sure it doesn't slip around like I was just talking about. I initially felt I didn't need the two socks because it was, was a more slim fit. And initially I didn't. Um, for, for the first two or so hours of use of the boot, 
it fit perfectly fine with just that one um, one knee brace sock that was a full length thing that goes up to my basically up to my up to my crutch, um, obviously to cover the knee brace up there. But it's a fairly thick um, cruise sock type thing at the bottom aspect of it, so it was fine. But as the boot broke in uh, and I and I felt a bit more movement uh, in the toe and the, and the sole and the ankle as it as it obviously um, softens as you use it more. I felt that I was getting a bit more movement and I actually went back to my normal two sock setup and it was fine. So also th something to consider as you're starting out, it might be something that you break in and you might change your, your sock arrangement when you're putting these things into place to, to ride for longer. So that side of things, you know, that was pretty cool. I, I do like that it's a fitted, slim, low, you know, nothing extra. There's, there's no bulk on this boot at all. It's, it's great in that aspect. Now, purchase-wise, um, price of this boot, like we said, it's a mid-range boot. These guys have actually come in quite cheap for the mid-range. They are at being retailed at about $299. Um, now, for the level of uh, comfort, quality, and ride, and all the protection aspects, I think that's a fantastic price for a boot, um, particularly for you guys that might not ride all that often. This price point, and if you, you like the colors that go with it, um, the safety features match up to just about all the other boots and it feels great and it works great. Um, I couldn't go past it. And, and also the fact that it's an Australian company, Australian designed, Australian owned, uh, it's just something that you would want to support. So keep that in mind, guys. It's, it's a great priced boot. Now, there's a couple of aspects of this that I want to talk about just in terms of um, putting it on, putting it off. The boot itself has uh, four buckle points which is pretty stock standard, um, but there is sort of an inner and outer closure system with this boot. So the buckles themselves is one point and I'd call that the outer. The inner is like this uh, flap that sort of goes around inside the hard plastic shell that's just a leather uh, and sort of is Velcroed onto the inner section. So you actually have to put that on, uh, you put your foot into the boot and then you sort of wrap this inner, inner leather bit around and Velcro it together and then you bring the hard shell uh, around it and clip it together with your normal boot buckles. I found it's a little bit fiddly to start with. When you're first putting it on, it'll probably give you the shits. Um, it's a little bit just fiddly, right? And until you figure out how you want to do it and how to get it to close properly, like I said, it'll give you the shits a little bit the first two or three times that you do it. But after you've figured out how you're doing it, it's fine. And I actually like it now that I've worked it out. But that first few days, I was like, oh, what am I doing here? Why is this so hard to put on? But it, it definitely is something that there's a reason to it, right? So it actually helps seal up the boot nicely um, from that external elements because it does cover a fair way around your shin bone when you cover that in. And then when you obviously put that hard shell around the outside and close it as well, uh, it's it's then really snug on your upper leg as well. So like I said, this boot is, is slim line. There's no extra bulk on it. it it's really minimalistic i guess you'd say in that sense but still protecting you which is great now in terms of breaking the boots in the boots themselves you know like most um most boots for, for guys that have know what the feeling of a brand new boot feels like and some of the older guys that might have put on some other boots back in the day that were really heavy plastics it was like putting on concrete blocks on your feet and it took a good day or two to break the things in before you could actually feel your toes these are not that way Right, there is a break-in period, but 
look, I put them on. I, I have a bit of a habit when I get new boots that I put them on and then I walk around in them for about 15 minutes while I'm getting things ready with the, with, with the bike. And so I might just leave things like, you know, mixing fuel because I'm a two-stroke guy. Um, I'll mix a, some fuel up while I'm wearing them. I'll walk outside just down down my driveway a couple of times so I get, a, you know, the heel bending and flexing at the ankle points. Um and then we'll also go through and like just you know push the bike. I'll check chain, you know, check the chain tight, and, and maybe clean a couple of things or put a new filter in while I've got the boots on. So I'll, essentially, I'll leave some maintenance aspects to do that I normally do the night before. I'd leave them for the morning um, of the ride. Just get up that little bit earlier to start. Do those things with my boots on, so that I'm I'm sort of using the heat of my body to help soften them uh, whilst moving around in them whilst I'm strapped in and then once I've done that sort of walking around before I actually then get on and start riding I'll readjust the buckles um, so that they're tighter again and pull in a bit further and then you'll get going now I then with these boots it took me about an hour to sort of really get some feel going in them that I felt normal um, which is normal, that's expected with new boots. But by two hours, uh, and, and I'd adjusted the buckles again because I felt like my heel was lifting in the in the boot, especially when I was uh, standing on the balls of my feet, on my pegs, and sort of you know going up heels or through a bit of a whooped out straight. I felt like I could feel my heel lifting up in the boot and sort of not touching the top of my foot to hold me down. Um, so as the boot broke in more, and then I was able to adjust those belt, the buckles on the on the foot and the ankle, the lower two, it all sort of pulled in a bit more tightly. And then so by that two hour point, I didn't, I couldn't tell any difference to my old boots to my new boots in terms of how they felt on my foot. They just felt like they were there, normal. It was you know situation normal. Now, in terms of the pivot point, that articulation, that full sport external articulation system, it's very discreetly integrated on the back of the boot and it's aimed to prevent like a hyperextension of the ankle. So basically, um, uh, when your foot or your toes might really point too far or that your toes might come up towards your shin too far. Now, I haven't had to obviously, luckily, didn't have to test that point. I haven't crashed in the sense that they, you know, put my foot into that position. But that it works well, right? It's it's just a plastic slide that you'll find on the back side of the boots, um, and you'll see it as you try to bend the the boot. It will move in and out of that slot that it's in there. Now, ideally, it should stop that with your foot in there. That will help prevent it. I would like to see that sort of come along a bit more and have maybe an adjustable prevention point because obviously everybody's flexibility is different. Um, but in the general sense, for the general population, works pretty well. Now, the sole of the boot, the molded sole. Now, as we said at the beginning of the show, it's a, a hard-wearing sole from the marketing point of view, right? And obviously, I also said at the beginning that I'm pretty hard on these things. Now, I've been using these boots for about 10 hours now, uh, and I've got the boot in my hand here, and I'm looking at the bottom of the sole. And apart from some dirt wedged into between, because I haven't cleaned these things since last ride, apart from some dirt wedged into some of the grooves on the bottom, uh, there is a tiny little, um, what would you call it, like indent and a little bit of chewing, I would say. Someone's just having a little bite on the side of the boot there, right on the in the inner bit. This is my gear shift side, which is my, my terrible side. Uh, for eating boots because I, I feel like a tap dance on the gear shift on a two-stroke sometimes but it's got a tiny little bit of chewing out there which for 10 hours in 
I've got to say I'm pretty stoked about because normally I would be able to see the whole footprint, foot foot peg imprint, uh, you know, sort of wedged into that sole already by now. So for that little amount of um, wear from me doing it, I- I'm pretty stoked on that. So that's a pretty, uh, you know, call that a high rating system there. <laughs> so it's pretty impressive. Now, um, the boot itself in terms of the colors i actually got sent over the uh it's called a white black gray uh so it basically has an all black boot the the foot itself has some gray sections gray panels on it uh and it has obviously the white um lettering on it which makes it uh you know just a nicely nicely blended in boot color for us that does have some other uh, other options they have an all black version they call it stealth and then they have a, f- a fluoro yellow gray black so just some of the the gray sections on this uh, are highlighted uh, sorry no the white bits that are the white labeling on the boot is actually into the fluoro color yellow um, so that makes it pop out a bit more so three color options at this stage i'm sure there'll be more with the uh, future generations of these boots but that's what they have for the moment now, this size range is available from uh, US size 6 all the way up to US size 15, which is a pretty big foot. Um, so that covers a fair range of people there. What else do you want to know about this boot? It's comfortable. It's protecting. Um, I, I didn't feel like there was nothing on my foot, which is nice. Um, you want to feel the boot to some degree and feel that you're actually being supported. And that there is something that if you did stamp your foot in a corner, you do have a bit more of a crash uh, and, you know, go do the whole washing machine, spin off the bike um, or, or just, you know, even just step onto a rock in a quick sense. Um, when you're moving through a corner, you kick a stump or whatever, you might come across in, in, in an off-road situation or if you hit a tire um, as you're going on a motocross track or something around a corner that's sticking out a little bit further. It, it felt good, strong enough that it was going to take that impact just the same as it would any of the other boots that I've run. So in that side of things, the protection aspect, I felt comfortable. I was didn't feel like I was downgrading my safety by using these boots, um, being a, you know, a, a mid-range and a, and a new boot to the market. Uh, that might not have had the testing done to it in terms of you know some of the strengths and re- they you know obviously the first generation of some, anything they will rejig it for the second and third generations and make it better and so I was you know a little bit concerned the first one might not be up to that sort of level where the protection would is good enough but it definitely works really nicely. Um, it feels good on your foot. It's lightweight. It's definitely light. Um, it's actually lighter than those other boots that I told you about that I previously run. Um, I did the old, the old, you know, grab to both boots in both hands and, and weigh it, and it's definitely a little bit lighter, which is nice. So on those longer rides, or the boots get covered in mud, and you're still trying to put your leg up for a corner, it's a little bit lighter. So hopefully you can do that with a little bit more ease. Um, the buckles on them as well uh the buckles on these guys um, are nicely shaped they're smooth edges uh they feel quite nice when you're putting them into the into the clip and and actually you know using them so they were quite smooth obviously they'll probably um, stiffen up as dirt gets into them and you're maybe not cleaning them as well but uh at the start when they're new these things feel fantastic in your hand and they they clip together nicely there is some nice breathable vents uh, on the sides of these boots to try and help <laughs> sweaty guys get the stink out, which is me. Um, so hopefully that will work. So far, I haven't, you know, can't say I've noticed anything of that aspect that's different. It's just, 
you know, situation normal. The, the boot <laughs> boots a bit rank when you take it off, but it sort of breathes out pretty well. I haven't had, we haven't obviously had too much rain around recently, so I haven't really been doing any water crossings. There's been little puddles, but no water crossings as such. So I can't say I put my foot deep in a puddle to see if my foot gets completely soaked like it does with other boots. Um, but from from the outside, like I was saying about that inner and outer closure system, it does seal up quite well. So I'd expect this boot to do quite nicely in that sort of situation. It's probably none, no boot is going to be waterproof. I have seen those new ones that, that, uh, tech seven dry star or something, I think it's called that is claiming that that's the case. I haven't obviously used that myself, but I doubt you still, I still, I'd be surprised if you came out of there and your, your sock was completely dry. It's they they say there's still going to be some sort of moisture getting through there, but there's no vents down low that this is going to really affect you from the venting is up higher on the leg. So, uh, just, just ducking your toe into the water, you should be okay from that aspect. Um, so that should be nicely, but these are maybe things that we'll bring up, uh, in future episodes when we get a chance to put it through a few more hours and a few different situations environmentally, um, you know, bigger puddles different circumstances so let's see how that all works out in future episodes as we go but for now these boots are quite nice i'm quite impressed with them uh very happy to put them on my foot each ride um, that we're going on um and i'm just super keen to see you know over another 10 to 20 hours of use so we get up to sort of that 30 hours really super keen to see how the boot holds up um so far there's other than that little chewing of that that molded sole there's really no signs of wear on the boot, um, which is fantastic. And look, I ride off-road, moto, and enduro cross type things. I've got them; those tracks all quite handy for myself. Um, and and look, I've been over logs. I've been crashing into rocks. There's no signs that I've done anything other than just ride down the street um, on these boots, which is great. So doing pretty well so far. So guys, that's the Foot Sport XP2 off-road boot. Uh, hopefully this information has helped you decide whether it's worth purchasing for you uh, if you have any questions obviously please get in touch you can get in touch with myself uh, on the instagram page it's all at always.moto um, or feel free to email us always.moto2019 at gmail.com but that's it for this inspection our next inspection that we've got coming up will be on the mtx sprockets and xam chains uh, so that will be a good one to, to listen in on and see how they've performed because they're obviously a different brand that you might not have heard of before. Um, so something to check back in on. We'll have that out in a few weeks' time. Um, so be sure to check out that podcast always. Um, but for now, guys and girls, keep enjoying the ride. <laughs>